We know what's going on in cottage country up in Skoka, Bracebridge, Huntsville. Those are communities north of the city that have been battling rising waters for the past week. The uh, National Weather Service predicting another possibly 40 millimeters of rain around that area sometime uh, before tomorrow. So Toronto also, um, you know, we know our fair share of flooding. We look back to 2017, and that flood was uh, pretty brutal to the Toronto Islands. So we've got a shoreline hazard warning in effect for Lake Ontario. What does that exactly mean? Yeah, so you're right. I mean, in 2017, we we saw uh, recorded levels that we hadn't seen in more than 100 years uh, on Lake Ontario. So uh, what it means is that there is uh, a risk of, of shoreline erosion. It means uh, water levels um, are are close to what they were in 17. However, the city since 2017 did a number of things um, to mitigate uh, a repeat of what we saw on the island um, two years ago. So the infrastructure, for example, for the ferry docks has been upgraded so that the ferries can continue to operate. The island is open and we anticipate it will remain open regardless. Uh, we've uh, we've installed uh, 200 feet of aqua dam uh, at Wards Island. Uh, we have, uh, we've been pre pumping in low-lying areas. We have 20 industrial water pumps ready to go, sandbags pre-positioned for easy deployment. So a lot of work uh, has been done and continues to be done today to mitigate uh, a repeat of what we saw in 17. The thing that, the, the, that, that we're concerned about today that we need to be mindful of is, is high winds, and, uh, which, which, which cause you know, high waves, and, and there's nothing we can do to, to control that. But, yeah, that's uh, a concern right now. We're, we're, yeah. The Environment Canada, I think, issuing winds around 70, 60 kilometers per hour today. Right. So, I mean, obviously we can't, we can't control the wind, but, but we can, uh, there are measures that we can take and have taken to, uh, to make sure that the island can remain open, that, that residents on the island and businesses on the island, uh, schools on the island uh, can continue to operate normally with, uh, and, and we're hopeful with, uh, with minimal disruption. What is an aqua dam? You mentioned that was one of the... Um... So it's like a sausage type long uh, buoy type system um, that, that, that that sort of uh, keeps the water at bay. So it's, uh, it, it, it floats on the water and it, 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 it's high up and so it, it, it keeps the water from, uh, from uh, approaching the shoreline in a, in a way that, that could cause flooding. Are we talking about, because the water can, you know, you, you, if it's something that floats, you would imagine that that could be buoyed up so you could go, the water could go under. Are we talking about waves? No, the waves. Uh, there's nothing that that, that, aqua dam, that an aqua dam can can control with respect to waves. The waves is the waves are really around the shoreline and and the erosion of shoreline, and mm-hmm. so that's where the risk comes to to people and pets. And so we want to make sure that uh, that you and your border collie, for example, are are safe when uh, uh, when when we give these warnings are safe and stay stay far clear of uh, of shoreline that may be eroding, and uh, we wouldn't want anybody to get uh, uh, swept into the lake. The flooding costs the city's parks and. Forestry and Recreation Division at least $8.45 million in 2017. Did uh, most of that go to cleanup or did did some of that go to the mitigation, um, I guess, uh, mitigation flotation devices, things that you've got in place right now, flood mitigation uh, devices? Yeah. 
It, 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 I don't have a specific on that, Kelly. I mean, I think it would probably be a mix of, of both. I mean, that, there was significant cleanup involved, but there were also then it would have been some capital uh, acquisitions, some, some, some purchasing that would have been made, that, you know, with respect to pumps, for example, and, and those types of things, infrastructure like the ferry docks and, 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 uh, and, and, and um, shoring those up, so to speak. And uh, so there would have been some costs associated with that. It would have been a mix of, of operating and capital costs, uh, I, the details of which I, I don't have at my fingertips, I'm afraid. When does it move from a warning to an alert, a shoreline hazard warning? Well, that would be a question for the TRCA. They're the ones who, who issue the alerts and the warnings, and uh, and so we are monitoring that very closely. We we are in close contact with the TRCA to uh, as things change, as weather changes, of course, through Environment Canada. We're monitoring all of that, uh, keeping a close eye on things, and 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 you know taking quick action uh, where we can, knowing uh, you know. Depending on the on the information that's coming in, if it's new information, um, and and a, and a warning changes or an alert changes or or something changes in the weather forecast, then then we can we can respond accordingly. But we're sort of at uh, at the mercy of Mother Nature right now. Brad, what are you uh, suggesting city residents do uh, with regard to their time on the island right now? So right now the island is open. It's normal operations. Uh, the ferries are operating. Uh, people who live there are going there. People who want to visit the island are free to do so. There is The island is open, and we anticipate it will remain so. Um, if that were to change, though, then we'll, uh, we'll let people know. But uh, uh, we, are, we are closely monitoring the situation, and certainly we will update uh, the public as, uh, as new information comes in. And, and should that condition change, and then you know, the, the media and, and the public would, uh, would, would be the first to know, of course.